This is Maroon and Bold. My name is Taylor DeSormo, the sports editor of Central Michigan Life. I'm here with Andrew Serma, our assistant sports editor. Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic as always. Taylor, how are you? Uh, not doing too bad. We dressed up just for you guys, but yes, you can't see it on the podcast, but you'll have to tune into the Periscope to see, see uh, Serma and myself. Anyways, to get to the interesting stuff, we're going to be talking about a few different things today. Um, one of them is what Andrew Serma calls the cardiac chips. Cardiac Chips, baby. Which is the women's basketball team. That's the nickname he's given them. Uh, we're gonna, cardiac Chips. We're going to talk about some attendance stuff, looking at how the men's and women's compare, not only to each other, but to the rest of the NCAA. Also, we're going to be talking about the men's basketball team. Are they done, or, or do they still have a chance mm. to go far? How do they fix what their problem is right now? They've lost three in a row, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And then also some wrestling stuff. Uh, CMU Wrestling lost uh, a match yesterday by one point, which is pretty much because they had to forfeit a their 125-pound wrestle, mm-hmm. losing six points. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, it's an interesting topic. We'll get into more of that later. Let's start with the cardiac chips, though. Um, the, they have won eight in a row, Andrew. The Central Michigan Cardiac Chippewa. Why do you call them that? They've won eight in a row, Taylor. Mm-hmm. And that started. That streak started with, I want to say, a two-point win. I'm not on their page right now. A two-point win. Yep. Uh, and then they snapped off a one-point win at Eastern. That the only way they won that was on a block shot from Raina Frost. I mean, as time was expiring. Eastern was about was under the basket, about to lay it in. Raina Frost comes out of nowhere, blocks it, comes back, uh, starts losing big to Miami of Ohio in the first half. Comes back in the second half and blows them out. Comes back uh, against Western Michigan, one-point win. Yep. Two-point win. That was the two-point win. Mm-hmm. What was the other point? One-point win. Uh, well, we had Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Remember, they come back. They were down big. That was last Saturday. Yeah. They ended up, Presley Hudson gets a, a layup to win it. Yeah, the, the layup to win it at McGurk. I mean, this team has an on and off switch, in my opinion, and I've tried to ask some of the players about it. Sue has shut that down. Um, but this team has an, an on and off switch. But it might come to bite them in the butt here pretty soon. But they have some competition coming up. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, they did the same thing this Saturday. Uh, I think Toledo, NIU wasn't very good. They're 2-8 they're and eight or no. something like that in the MAC. But NIU was leading the Chippewas by 18 points in DeKalb. And all of a sudden, the Chippewas just come roaring back, and they ended up winning by six points. So Ugh. it seems like they, they've been getting off to some of those slow starts, which Sue said that can't happen if they want to do well. If you look at the rest of their schedule, they got Toledo twice mm-hmm. and Ball State and Western and Eastern. I think all five of those teams are above 500 oh, yeah. or at 500 in the MAC. Toledo and Ball State are right up there. I think they're the three and four seeds if, this, if the season ended right now. They have to go at Western Michigan. Yeah, which, and, and CMU is, that could be tough. is 11 and 2 right now. They have Wednesday off to, to kind of be able yeah. to regain their, their focus a little bit and focus on Saturday against Toledo. But yeah, I don't know how how many times I think Sue said what you, a cat has nine lives. They have nine lives, and they're 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 running that number up pretty uh pretty close she to s- it now. She said they've used about five of those lives. At so least five. Hopefully uh, they can save the last four for the MAC tournament. I said this, and we were talking to Evan Sassiello and our Shashella. last also in our last podcast that we we're talking we we're just debating if the men's team was had the more likelihood to go into deep into the MAC tournament, maybe mm-hmm. even March, or the women's team. I said the women's, but they might have gotten too hot too early. Uh, they have they have a good chunk of their schedule left with some good competition on that. That's that's a lot of wins in a row, and honestly, they're due for a loss. So this might sound weird, but I I hope they lost they lose in these next couple games. I hope they don't go into that MAC tournament 
on this winning streak. So you're saying that you're going by the philosophy that you learn more from a loss than a win? I just think mathematically they are due for a loss. Yeah, I mean, you can't get lucky that many times. No, you, you can't. But I, on the same hand, like I don't think Sugavar is going to go out there and say, yeah, let's lose this one. No, no, not at all. I mean, if they can win them all, then that's really that's a special team, and they finish this season out. It's, it's special. So it really they, is. They have eight wins in a row. They have five games left in the regular season. So if they end up winning out, that'd be 13. It'd be 13 in a row going into the MAC tournament. Which is the most in Sugavar's career. That's the most in Sugavar's career. At CMU. As CMU women's basketball, I think in like 74, 75, they might have snapped like 18 straight wins in, the, in conference yeah, off. 18 and 0 in the conference. Yeah, Not so, too bad. something ridiculous like that. But if they do win out mm-hmm. and they go on to win the MAC championship, that would be one of the that would not one of the that would be the greatest season in women's CMU women's basketball maybe even men's basketball that's really? thir- that's 13 straight wins to end the season plus whatever you have in the tournament mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive still got a couple weeks to go for and that and you have they're young un- exactly oh, there it is took the words out of my mouth yep so they have Presley Hudson a freshman point guard they have freshman Raina Frost uh, sophomore Tonara Moore, but actually it was the senior this weekend, Dejari Turner, that had 24 points and kind of led the Chippewas. And I think you need, do need some of that senior leadership when it comes time to to play these big games. Dejari's been coming on strong towards the end. Uh, she, I wouldn't call her a non-factor towards uh, the start of the season, mm-hmm. but her senior experience is coming it's coming to light at this point in the season. Uh, during the what was it? During the balls, no, the Bowling Green. Win the one point win seventy six seventy five. Mm-hmm. Uh, she came in, gave some really really experienced minutes. Uh, showed the leadership. Hudson was having a rough game. Breen was having a rough game. She was coming off an she wasn't rough. She scored, but she was coming off an appendix injury or yeah. a, a surgery. Mm-hmm. And she, that senior le- leadership, and plus the youth, might be just the right combination uh, for a magical season. We'll have to see. Yeah, only time will tell. Yeah, we talked a little bit. Of, I mean, they have Wednesday off. They yeah. Every team gets one game off, and this is, their, this is their their Wednesday off, so they will be back in action on Saturday Probably couldn't have come at a more opportune time. You think so? Absolutely. I, I don't mean, know. I feel like you want to almost have that bye after you, you maybe a tough loss to, so you can uh, have some more motivation during the bye week, but I don't know. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Either way, we'll we'll see what happens uh, in their next game. That'll that'll tell us how good the uh, the, the day off was. Definitely, um, something interesting um, that we were looking into a little bit this week was um, the, the attendances. And even with the the women really getting hot, and the men have have been on and off all season long, yeah. um, the the men still have that higher attendance. If if we look in, uh, we actually had a story come out in Seeing Life today comparing the two attendances, not only to each other but also. Um, the NCAA averages. Pretty interesting. Um, yeah, and it, it, a lot of it goes along with wins and losses. Like, for example, the men's, um, they've been around 1,500, 1,700 those couple years when they were losing. All of a sudden, last year, they do really well. It's at 2,700. The women, they've been hovering around 1,500 for the last couple of years. Granted, they've been pretty good the last couple of years. But did you say that they were closer to the national – women's are closer to the national average for attendance. Yeah, so here's the numbers. The last yeah. five years, only 2013-2014 was probably the closest between the men's and the women's. I think the men still had a couple hundred average on them. But if you look at the national average, NCAA, what would you say – what would you guess the national average is for attendance? For attendance? Yeah. What, what was CMU's this year again? CMU last year was 2709. The average? Yeah. I want to say somewhere close to 40. 
39 some. Yeah, you're pretty close. It's 4,754 uh, was the average sentence for NCAA Division One home games. Yeah. Uh, so CMU averaged about 2,000 less, um, well below the national average. And, and it's been like that for, for a little while now. Now, the women... Their um their averaging last year was 1,484. I think their highest this year was about 3,000, but typically mm-hmm, it's about it 16, 18 is some of their higher ones. Um, what would you say their average is in the NCAA? Women's? Yep. Closer to 17. It's actually 15. 15? 1,565 wow, was the national average for women last year. Yeah. So CMU's women were... We're not even 100 uh, people per game less. So when you look at that, um, I mean, obviously there's a huge discrepancy with 4,700 for the men nationally and right. 15 for the women, more than three times more. But then CMU is pretty close. Um, what, what are your reactions to those numbers? Well, it's tough to decipher them. Uh, CMU women's had Bradford, which was an exciting – I mean, they had an, they've had an exciting team for the past couple of years. But the wins and loss column – uh, I don't know. The men's might have had some some better seasons as of late. I know uh, last season last season was a great season here at McGurk. A um, lot of, lot of good games. The Toledo game is what comes to mind for me in particular. Sitting at the end of it, uh, watching uh, the end of I forgot what game it was, but the players still on the court. They were sit, cutting down the nets. We're watching the end of the other game to see yeah. who's going to win if, if we're going to go. It w- it was a special moment for I'm sure those players, mm. but um. What I see with women's basketball is the consistency. I think that they have a more follow or loyal follow. And I, that's a touchy word because I don't want to call the men's fans not loyal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the men's but fans, they said, are more students and the women's are more community. Yeah, um, the ratio-wise. I can see that. Um, I can see that. Uh, let's, let me ask you, when you were a freshman here, how many men's and women's games? Zero. For both? Football, basketball, both basketballs. Oh, man. Not one. What about sophomore year? Any better? I did go to some basketball games last year. Some men's. And s- some men's. Okay. And um, for me, the greatest sporting event I've seen at CMU was the Toledo game last year. Really? Yeah. That was the best thing for me. Something that this story talks about is students say, like, well, I want to go to an atmosphere that's big and where lots of people are going. So it's kind of almost like the rich get richer when there's all these students <laughs> going to the games and they're like, oh, my friends are going. I want to go. Right. Whereas no one's going, then it's going to jar even less people because it's not, it's not as fun when there's not as many people there. So unfortunately, that's about all the time we have today. We're going to have to cut it a little bit short. But to hear a little bit more about attendance, take a look at cm-life.com. Also don't have time to talk about men's basketball or wrestling too much today. So feel free to pick up a copy on campus or, again, go on cm-life.com. We'll be back next week with more Maroon and Bold, the podcast. Um, so for now, Andrew Surma, Taylor DeSormo, this has been Maroon and Bold. See you next week.